Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. That is what I have done recently in preparation for the Squatch Apple 33 miler. You might be thinking to yourself, (laughs) Matt, that sounds like a 50K. Why don't you just call it a 50K? It's like, well, that's not what they call it on the website or on Ultra Sign Up, so I'm going to stick with my story. The Squad Chapel 33 Miler, it was this past uh, Saturday in New Jersey at the South Mountain Reservation, and here to talk me through it and help me just get a read on how I feel about everything that had happened is my good friend and fellow Relay contributor, Peter Bromka. Peter, oh, thanks boy. for helping me out here. Oh, man, it's been a journey. It's been a journey for you. It's been a journey for your friends who, you know, after you ran a few marathons last year, set, like a few that were rocky, then you successfully completed one and you thought, okay, I'm done with the marathon. Time to launch into ultra. And we were like, okay. And not only ultra, trail ultra. And uh, I mean, you'll get into course conditions. It's just been layer after layer. So I'm curious how you... How you're making sense of them all. My goal is not to become better at these races. It's just to get to minimum level standard and then and then just keep rationing up oh, the, gosh. Uh, the difficulty. Oh, yeah, it just, yeah, you, you turned a lot of knobs. I guess we'll get into it. Yeah. A lot of knobs simultaneously. That is for sure. All right, so the Squatch Apple Ultra Race. So in that, not all of them are ultra. Uh, so it was put on by SAS Squad, um, which is a, tri- uh, a race company based out of uh, northern New Jersey and southern New York. So the, you know, kind of like the the western side of southern New York. So west of the Hudson. Great, great people over there. Actually, if you go on their website, it's great. You can't find races if you look for, like, where's the huh. race tab? They're actually called trail parties if you go oh. to their, their, their website. And they do a great job of fostering a really high-level community. The volunteers are fantastic. And... You know, something that, that, that warms my heart, the woman who, who runs it is Kim Levinsky, former D3 college basketball player, who I watched play college basketball because she played in the conference that I coached in. This is why we, uh, this is why I'm here, folks, to uh, keep him from falling down a rabbit hole of uh, talking about three-pointers at the Division three level years ago. There you um, go. Exactly. Uh, you lost me at the first caveat, and by the third, I've glossed over. So we are going to stay on track on course. Let's do it. Stay on course. Exactly. Uh, literally and metaphorically when it came when it came to this race. So um, <laughs> there was the 50 mile, the 33 mile, the 20 mile and the 11 mile on this day. Uh, wow. So this was this this past Saturday. They started at different times. So it was like seven o'clock for the 50 miler, uh, eight o'clock for the 33 miler and then nine o'clock for the 20 and the 11. There were three different loops on the South South Mountain Reservation that people would do. So there was like the four-mile loop, the roughly five-mile loop, and then like the seven-and-a-half-mile loop. And you had to go in the the right order for each of them, so the four, then the five, then the seven, and then you kind of go back and start from the beginning. Um, And then for me, that meant I would do each loop twice. So so it would be the four, the five, the seven, then the four, the five, and the seven. So in all of it, culminating, uh, beginning and ending in the same spot. So basically, there was one aid station on the course. It was in the parking lot of this area. Um, so you basically start off in the same area and finish in the same area at each loop, which for a first-time ultra runner who was there by myself made it very easy to navigate just the aid station crewing kind of experience. So I didn't need anyone there. Okay. Could, Is that I could just partially... kind of have stuff in my car and they had the aid station. It made it very easy to, to kind of get through the process. 
I will say, as someone who mostly stays on the roads, I was curious how you arrived. I've, I've thought, often thought about, like, how would I pick what trail ultra to do? And there's, I mean, they all seem amazing. So, like, how would you, how did you narrow on this one? Is that part of why you chose it? It, um, actually, it wasn't. It would have been a good reason if I huh. had more choices. But there just aren't a lot of choices. So, my, my initial thought was I wanted to do a trail 50K in the, in the spring. Uh, it's not the spring. Also, Just to be clear, it's still winter. Still winter. There you go. Um, but I didn't want to travel for it. I wanted to okay. stay pretty close. However, based out of Rhode Island, there aren't many to choose from. In oh. fact, there were two. So oh. there was the Shore to Shore race in Long Island, which is yeah. really well done. I wanted to do that one. goes from the north end of Long Island to the bottom, 50K. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to do that race. But it was um, I was planned for the same weekend as my son's birthday. Okay. Yes. So that wasn't going to happen. So then I really only had one other option if I wanted to stay in the Northeast. So basically the cutoff line was like I wasn't going to go into Pennsylvania. So that was the plan. And I didn't have many choices for the time range that I was looking at. So, um, again, it all worked out. I'm really glad with when I came up with the the race I chose. But it's not like I had a – panoply options here i've had a pretty okay. pretty sparse plate okay we're not going to make this an east coast west coast trail showdown because i know that's there's a deep-seated uh that's a fraught issue in the trail world but uh west coast bias west coast best coast uh we got options so t- talk to me about what it, how you felt going into the day yeah well i'll tell you what it was as soon as, as soon as the weather was coming out like seven days out it was remarkably consistent in terms of what the day was going to look like and that was it was gonna be wet so oh. the forecast changed a bunch of times but it was like it's gonna basically be raining and or snowing for 18 to 24 hours heading into the race including on race day and that's exactly what happened so that was a tough, oh. a tough pill to swallow as I was going in. So basically what happened is like it started raining, I don't know, maybe 5 o'clock the night before, 6 o'clock the night before the race. And it kept raining until about 6 a.m. And that's when it started snowing. Good. So, that's better. Maybe. So, and then and so it was wet, man. So the, the, remember, cause because of the course layout yeah those areas just get trampled on because you mm-hmm. just if people just keep repeating in the same area and, and then like like say you come say like the the finishing shoe the last half mile getting into the aid station everyone has that same half mile getting in so like all the loops kind of converge in the same place it's kind of like a funnel effect so it was like it i, I knew it was going to be sloppy because oh. of course we just look one look at the weather told you that i had never been on these trails before it was it turned out to be half the course was mud. Just oh. flat out mud. Like I thought I was gonna lose my shoe half a dozen times. Like mm-hmm. they was gonna get sucked right off my foot. I think my, my feet got some like fully submerged in not water, just in mud twenty times, thirty times oh. during the course of the day. Yeah. And I was like yeah. trying to avoid it. Like I wasn't just like bulldozing just, through. I, I was like trying to pick dancing. my way through. I'm imagining you tap dancing around it, but still yeah, getting... you do it. You can't, but especially as the day progresses, there's less and less options okay. because of just the, the the traffic that had gone through. Okay, but I so was then you I was excited. To that. I was excited for the day for sure, and and I 
ultimately was pretty happy with my training. Um, you know, I, I think we'll talk about some of this, but you know, I think by and large, but the, a lot of the decisions I made from a volume perspective and from like trying to get in as many hills as I could perspective, I think mm-hmm. I did a pretty good job. So the race was 33 miles, 4,200 um, feet of elevation gain over those 33 miles. Mm-hmm. And most of that were bigger climbs. So it wasn't like a rolling course. It was, mm. you know, 250 to 300 foot climb, like four different times um, over the course of like or eight different times. I was breaking my head. My head was like breaking it up like halfway. So okay. like there was basically, there were four hills like that, but I did each of them twice. Okay. And then, then there was some rolling components as well. But um, so really trying to, in training, like getting as many of those, again, 200 foot, plus climbs in as I could, which around me is, is kind of hard to get, you know, mm. it's more rolling around me, um, especially on the trails perspective. But, um, I was, I was excited and I'll tell you, and I don't know if you've had this experience. I've never gone into a race and I'm going to use the word race very loosely in a sentence with less competitive juices. I didn't feel any competitive fire oh. at all. Oh yeah. Yeah. This race. Like I was less nervous about this race than I was for some of the bigger long runs leading into the race. Hmm. And why is that? I just think because, like, I didn't have a goal time. I didn't have any goals, basically, okay. around the race. And I just drew, view, I viewed it as an adventure more than anything. Yeah. Whereas, like, some of the training was like, all right, I'm doing 22 miles on trails with a lot of elevation gain. If I can't do this, what does this mean for race day kind of feel to it? But I was mm-hmm. able to do them. So I was like, You're okay, like extrapolating I feel out. confident yeah. going in that I'll be able to complete it. And also – I'm such an amateur here. Like, I don't have any goals around the race at all. So, whatever. Let's just, we're just going into it pretty chill. That's interesting because you, when you, you did some 20 miler in the last month or so, and then I complimented it, and you were like, man, I was pretty much toast at the end. I'm not sure my, how much further I could have gone. How am I going to go 13 more miles? And so, it, you're saying that, and yet, like, at times in the buildup, you were like, uh, so, like, tell me about, you're right, though. But the, the next weekend, I did 22 on the same okay. loop, and it okay. went much better. Oh, okay. So, that so that's when I was helped. like, oh, okay. But things, things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, yeah, I mean, how do you even break down, like, I've never run for this many hours. So, like, can you just headline for me, like, how do you even make sense of this many hours of movement? Hours of movement is a better way of putting it in terms of hours of running because it yes. was not – so it took me eight hours and 55 minutes uh, to complete the event. That's so, a, I mean that's just right there. I mean that, that's an accomplishment right there. I feel like that gets glossed over. I feel like I have a – I don't even have a hand in both worlds. I have all my body in the tr- run, tr- uh, road world and then I have like one hand – one finger over just like pointing to the trail world and my friends in that world are like oh just another eight hours seven hours today five hours tomorrow and you're like what that's like 12 hours of running that's my whole week in two days like what are you talking about right that's a good way of putting it yeah most of my training weeks are around eight and a half to nine and a half hours in terms okay. of running per week i'd estimate yeah. i definitely have some tens in there and i probably have some sevens too but uh but you're right yeah from a, a time on feet perspective it was about my normal week of training um, the first half of the race, I ran basically the whole thing. There were a couple uphills that I would, you know, walk hard up the hill. Okay. Yeah. It really didn't affect gonna... my, um, you know, my, my heart rate was still pretty high. There was one hill in particular that was like, it was super steep. <laughs> like I couldn't imagine even the leader, even the winners had to walk up 
this hill. Mm -hmm. Like it's just incredibly steep. It's incredibly rocky, so that there's no like (laughs) mudslides down the hill. Bonus. And it was raining, so like there's running up the hill would have been a complete impossibility. So I mean, um, like in the in the West Coast, uh, our friend Zoe Rome's race in the headlands got canceled last weekend because that becomes like a slip and slide. It's like, so, I mean, it's California carpet, they call it. And so yeah. when it rains, I mean, it's like just a slip and slide. So I guess your bonus there is still passable when it's just madness. Right. Like this one hill, like I was thinking about like, if I was doing hill repeats and like I had to do this hill, I don't think I could run even in that situation. Like there are definitely mm-hmm. parts where like, it's just, it feels like rotten, like mountain climbing, but, um, yeah, so first half felt really good, even though it was muddy. Like my glass, I normally trail run with my glasses on. Oh yeah, how'd but that go? Between like it was, it wasn't that cold. It was like thirty-two degrees. Like it was barely freezing, even with the snow coming down. Okay. So like the warmth coming off my head mixed in with the water in the air fogged up my glasses like immediately. Oh wow! Yeah. So like I had to take them off. So I was running without them, and then you couple that with like yeah, it was pretty rocky and rooty and, and muddy i was like trying to pick my way through um but mostly was able to run through it but the second half i'll tell you this was the biggest thing for me and we'll talk about like things i could change for next time but the mud oh god it just it literally sucked the energy out of my legs i yeah. just i was not prepared i think in retrospect i probably had i i do feel that i had enough strength in my legs to handle the 50k if conditions were perfect okay yeah but you throw in this extra variable and it was a big one too there so was 50 no like the distance and you think you could have even done with the climbs and the rocks but then with the mud then it was over yeah like i'm not saying like i would like win or do anything like that but like i would be able to be running the vast majority of it feeling pretty solid like being able to like you know be jogging at a, a you know again uh, on this course mm-hmm. you know 10 to 12 miles uh t- 10 12 minute miles most of the way if everything had worked out perfectly okay and that wasn't my goal but just like in retrospect i think that's where i had set up myself but throw in the variable of mud like it was done like i yeah. got started the i started the second half start running and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> Like, I feel like Pinocchio out here before he turns into a real boy. Like, my legs were, like, so tied up. I I had nothing. Like, it was like a complete lower body shutdown from a running perspective. And so then at that moment when you – at the moment you realize, oh, wow, the second loop, the second traverse of this course is going to be ridiculously slow. How does that feel? Like, how do you get through that or navigate that? Yeah. So, like, to put that in perspective, like, that was – Five and a half hours yeah. of that second loop. No, yeah. It was five and a half hours for the second loop because it took me exactly three and a half for the oh, first loop. Gotcha. Yeah. And it took me basically oh. nine hours the whole day. So are you like switching anything up mentally, nutrition, physically when you're like, I might be out here for five hours? Yeah. So the first thing is like, okay, I'm going to walk now. And I, I wasn't too fatalistic. Like I'm never going to be able to run the rest of the way. Like I never I didn't get that. I didn't get to that point until like probably two hours after my first realization of like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't great. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So at first I'm like, okay, this, the, the, again, the four mile loop, this is, this is where you would start again. Again, the first loop. So the second half, I'm going back to the four mile loop. It starts off with a huge climb. So I was like, okay, 
walking up this isn't that big of a deal anyway. I was probably going to walk this whole, this whole stretch um, no matter what. Fine. And it was super muddy. So, okay, we're doing okay. our thing. It's going to be fine. And then I get to the top of the hill, and I'm like, all right, let's, let's start jogging nice and easy. And, like, again, it just felt like I had, like, had a leg transplant, and, like, these things hadn't been broken oh. in yet. Like, it's, we've all been there. I'm just – I just had, like, no coordination on my legs when I started running. But I did have it when I was walking. Even I was trying to walk fast. I was like, I don't really have a choice here. Like, this, is, mm-hmm. this just isn't working. And I was really surprised, again, because I, I did the 20 and the 22-mile runs in preparation on trails on similarly some similar elevation gain, a similar elevation profile as this race was. So I was like, oh, my God, like, I didn't expect this to happen at this point, if it did. Yeah. You know, I was like, maybe at, like, mile 30 or something, this would happen. Um, so at first, I was like, oh, God, this is so disappointing. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> I was not mm-hmm. in a great spot mentally. Once, like, I got to the top of the hill, I'm trying to go down it, and I'm not able to run. And it was just like, all right, what am I going to do now? So yeah. I just – you just – for me, I just tried to zone out and, like, not think about anything. Like, okay. I tried to basically, like, not meditation mode, but, like, just try to empty my mind of, like, all right, just – I don't even. I have my watch was on for data after the fact, but like I'm like I'm it's yeah. underneath my clothes. I'm not. I don't. Even, I can't look at it if I want to, which is yeah. how I set it up on purpose. And um, I'm just like, all right, here we go. Just, yeah. we're just we're just making moves here. And I was out there for like so the, this guy Michael Yang, awesome guy. I didn't know him before the race. We spent some time running together in the uh, in the beginning of the, the so the, the second loop. We spent most of the second loop running together. Okay. And I saw him again on the second loop. Um, the second time and you know he kind of came up and he caught me because he was he was running i had passed him so he caught up to me as because i was walking and we got to like this super duper steep hill and so again he so we're both walking together it's an unrunnable hill and you know he's such an awesome guy so like i got to spend time with him but then yeah. for the next three hours i was by myself the whole oh. time yeah <laughs> it was like That's no one... a pretty crazy experience it's like a whole marathon out on the roads, just at, at the very end by yourself on top of like a dollop on top of the whole Sunday of trail running. Um, oh, so yeah. Is there any other, like, I'm surprised I didn't get a call from you out there. Like, you know, I got I started some time calling to kill. people. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm really? so bored. I started calling people. Yeah. Like, first of all, some like, people called me because like, it was like, my mom was like, how come you haven't emailed? Have you texted me yet? I know you're done. I'm like, I'm not done. I'm not I'm even not close done. to done. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I uh, called my okay. buddy. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm watching some like, um, you know, <laughs> uh, some 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 college basketball like you know conference tournaments to get into March Madness. Yeah, I'm give like, me some play by play. What's the yeah, game like? Yeah, tell me, like, aren't you in the middle of the race? I'm like, I am, but like, I'm just walking here. Like, I'm just yeah. There's things going it was, on. It was a surreal experience for me, and it was equally surreal for them to be getting a call from me in the middle of a race. And I was like, I started going down my Rolodex. People, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I don't want to make like a complete mockery of this experience to literally call yeah. everybody in my cell phone as I'm going through it. Ah, oh, that's great. Um, so then, but you had confidence that you could finish. You, I know you've been doing a lot of strength training, like. Or tell tell us about like how you yeah. gained the ability and the you know mental physical strength to be like I can do this even if it's not exactly how I envisioned. And that's the thing. And this, and this is one of the things that is so hard for me to wrap my head around when I'm trying to process this race. Is that like when I was walking, like even also walking really fast and trying to walk hard, like 
I didn't feel the same kind of like fatigue or uncoordination or just inability that I did when mm. I was trying to even jog slowly. Like I would try to jog throughout it. Like, all right, like maybe I'm, maybe yeah. I'm fine now. Maybe like yeah, after go. an hour of walking, I have now recovered to the point where I can jog here. And it just was a no go every time. And it was really frustrating. Um, but it was, it didn't feel the same when I was walking. So I, I have, I'm of two minds. Like, I am glad that I didn't like, I could have like stopped at the 20 mile mark and been like, okay, I'm just, I'm moving yeah. down to the 20 mile race. Like that is an option. Oh, right. Wow. When I came out oh, with like dear. the fourth loop, I could have just been like, and come back into aid station with two more loops. Yeah. The fourth loop. when I have two more loops to go. I could have said, okay, I'm pulling out of the 33 mile race. I'm cycling down to the 20 mile race and my day is done. That yeah. is an option. That's a terrible option to have on the table. Like when right. it, it, it's funny running, they're like half marathon this way, marathon this way. And you're it like, was funny. Jesus. This was like the moment my mom called me, which was funny. Cause I was like, again, I'm, it's like, it's funny. Moms are always going to be moms, but like, I'm a 42 year old man. I'm having the same conversation <laughs> with my mom. I did when I was 12. Um, so she's like, well, why don't, why don't you just stop? I'm like, I can't think about that. Like yeah. that's a rabbit hole. I cannot go down. Like Thank I'm you. not injured. I'm not even going to think about it. Nice. But at the same time, like it's nice to to finish the the race. There's no question about that. Yeah. But I didn't feel like when I was walking, I didn't feel this like sense of like pain or overcome. Hmm. So it's like it doesn't feel like an accomplishment at the same time. Like I did, it's not like when I was walking, I was like, "Hey, look at me working through this discomfort." Oh, it was gotcha. like I'm just walking. Yeah. It was like, it didn't friend. feel like a whole lot different than like when I was walking the dog the day before. It's huh. just that I couldn't run. Were you able to take down more foods as a result or like sort of lean into a aid station here or there? Well, I definitely had to eat more because it, first of all, like I was producing less body heat. So, okay. Like, oh, right. Shoot. So I, yeah. need to, I need to stay. So I had, to, I had to start, I had to put on some more layers. Right. So that was one thing was like having my car right there. I was able to go to my car, oh, got gotcha, a fleece, gotcha. okay. put that on, change some gloves yeah. out, put a different hat on, um, which was good. Uh, I definitely ate more food because I was out there longer than expected. Also, I could eat on while I'm walking as opposed to running. Yeah. I, I can't eat solid food and run. Most people can't, I know, but like I definitely can't. So I was able to like eat different foods on the run than like I would normally even think about doing um, on yeah. the walk than, than on the run. So like, they had like a bunch of pierogies they were making, which were great. Like I love pierogies anyway. I liked them even more that day. Um, <laughs> they had like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with like potato chips in them. Those were great. So I grabbed like a bunch of those and I'm eating as I go. All right. And that was the thing. It's like I didn't linger in the aid stations and that was the plan. And I practiced that. It was like oh, get yeah. the food and go. Again, even if you're just walking, like be forward movement with the food. So okay. I felt like that was a good thing. But anyway, but but that's this is the hard part for me is that like – T- thinking of it as like as an, as an accomplishment, I do, but at the same time, I know how I felt when I was walking, and it didn't feel like I was like okay. overcoming anything. It wasn't like, wow, yeah. did you think about stopping? It's like only because of boredom. I have a friend who uh, ran. She well, she covered a hundred and fifteen miler years ago. This is before I sort of escalated my friend group into more absurd friends. Um, and at the time, she was my only friend who had covered a hundred mile and she was super pissed because she wanted to run a hundred mile and her knee had locked up. And so she's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to run like the last X number of miles. And so it didn't, it, it like, it feels like a familiar experience for people, which is like you, 
congr- congrats, you finished, and that's definitely better than you. You feel better today, probably, than if you would cut it to twenty. Um, right, for but, sure. Uh, but yeah, I think it. The problem is it leaves you uh, wanting more, which means we'll have to record another one of these because you'll be back. Do you have something else on your calendar? Like, how do you think about the year now that you're, how are you feeling now? And how do you think about the year? I did sign up for another race before this race started. So I did sign up for the, well, because I was going to do the Providence Marathon. And when I registered for that, which was on May 7th or that weekend, um, when I registered for that, this was a couple months ago. And that was before we realized that was actually my son's first communion day. So wow. I will no longer be doing the Providence Marathon. So wow. when I figured, when I realized that, I was like, okay, I got to get a different race. So I started looking around and I just signed up for the Cape Cod Trail Race, oh. which is very different than this. It's going to be a 30K. So you need to do it. The 10, it's a 10K loop. You can do it once, twice, or three times. So I signed up for the okay. 30K. It's flat. It's fast. Whatever. So I will be doing it again. But I will say like, so the, the, mud, the mud crushed me. Right. Yeah. It, it, it really, really um, just sapped my energy from me. And in a way that I look back on it now, I'm like, okay, like, obviously, that's a real thing. Also, like, how do you prepare for running in mud? Right. Like, I could have done a better job of like, hey, it's raining outside. I'm gonna go trail run today. But like, it's still like, it's, it's, it's gonna be hard for everybody. But at the same time, not everyone was doing what I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen the, the results on the, that race. I know where I fell. It wasn't great. It was pretty close to last, right? So it didn't affect so it affected me worse than other people. And I look back on it like, all right, why is that the case? What could I have done differently leading into this? Again, not mm. to win or anything, but to make it so I was more prepared for this situation or for a variety of different exp- situations and not just to, not to like set myself up for like the minimum standard, which in retrospect I probably did. Okay. So I think one of them was like just time on the trails. And this was a function of as my mileage got higher, getting trail time in was harder because yeah. the trail closest to me is really technical. Even that is 15, 20 minute drive. Yeah. But a 10 mile run on this trail takes me two hours. Yeah. And all of a sudden, including like commute time, we're talking at least at least two and a half hours for an easy run. You're not selling the sport to me, Matt. But keep well, going. Well, that's the hard part is that like, for some, I think I think this is why it can get tricky for people just logistically from a logistic perspective, right? Yeah. So, like, it that so as my mileage built up, I actually had less trail time. When my mileage yeah. was lower, I was able uh, to fit it in easier. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I could go to faster trails, but they're also a farther drive away. So, trail time, I was like, okay, I'm going to do less trails, want to get more mileage, but I tried to balance it out by making those miles really hilly. To get to be prepared for the hills yeah. I'm facing that day. Also, like if it was raining outside, I would opt maybe not to do trail runs. I would opt for the roads. Um, I should have done better with that. I did a pretty good job from a strength perspective of doing exercises to stay healthy. I was completely mm. healthy the past shoot for the past year. I've been really healthy. Yeah, and I, and maybe even longer than that. And that's because of the exercises I've been doing. So I, it's not like I'm completely abandoning this uh, concept but i think my lack of say strength training over mobility and essentially immobility is what i should be doing i think that was a limiter um i just didn't have the strength i think that i needed that could have um buffered me from some of the the effects of the mud yeah i mean yeah like i can only imagine like all the ways that you get fatigued in that way 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then, last thing, just from a training perspective, um, <laughs> he's had some stuff with the family. Like my son got COVID, my mm. daughter had lice. This was all like in the same week. So I went from oh. like what, my, what was supposed to be my biggest week of training turned out to my, be my my smallest amount of training. Yeah, like, in like a whole six month span. Um, and then I got sick, so then I had to take like four days off from training from that. I thought I had COVID, I didn't, which was good. But I also like I goes. I was pretty sick. I couldn't run. So mm. I also took four days off. This was all within like a three-week span. So I don't know how much of a factor that was, but I think all of those four things, some of those things I could control, some of them are a little bit harder to control, like the time element, getting sick side of things, obviously can't control that. But I think all of that kind of combined to make my preparation for this a little less than it than it could have been. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, that's the life that gets in the way. I mean, it's interesting. You and I touched on hours of training in a week at the beginning of this. And I'm surprised. I've often thought that's something that people would reference more. Uh, I'm surprised that's not part of the lexicon of like amateur runners. Because, yeah, I certainly look at some people's training who train slower than me. And I'm like, yeah, but look at how many hours she puts in a week. Like, that's some real deal. Um, and then I, then, I mean, the most. Ca- petty judgmental part of me looks at some people's training and i'm like this person talks how much how much they're crushing it but like they run six hours a week and like i'm just not impressed by that sorry right. if you're still right. listening unless, to unless podcast, like a triathlete like <laughs> yeah i mean and, and don't even yeah get me started but there's people who, yeah i think it it speaks to um all the things you're talking about like that's the real that's the reality of a training block way off the google doc of like what it could be so um yeah. wait so you when is the cape cod race so that is in six weeks okay. yeah six and a half weeks we're recording this on tuesday so six and a half weeks i think it's like april 29th ish and how do you think about you know like recovery versus build up versus taper how do you do that oh i feel fine i mean <laughs> i mean let's be real here i did a long hike with some running in it yeah but like, i mean that's long really what happened. running in it oh right okay. so how do i feel I mean, certainly I was sore the next day and a little bit yesterday, but like right now, like if you're like, hey, Matt, you have to run four miles, be like, all right, fine. I'm, uh, I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to come at you. Uh, we're going to be getting into your psyche, uh, before this Cape Cod race. I want you crawling around on Monday and Tuesday, just barely able to, but I mean, I don't know. Trail running. Well, like, so I different. walked the last five hours of the race, like whatever, whatever, like fatigue that had accumulated had been basically worked out by the end of the race because i'd walked you think about like you see you're doing a track workout like this is always our thing like we did track in high school like if we like did like a little like one or two lap walk after the after the practice like the fatigue like would go down by like 50 percent the next day if it was a really hard day it's like i did a five hour cool down (laughs) and this race like i was pretty good gotcha well if it makes you feel better or worse i just looked up the guy who won the 50 miler uh matthew geary from massachusetts and he went for a 10 mile run the next day <laughs> there you go good for him and yeah, i will say this like, i got i got beat by happen. four people who ran the 50 miler there there were four yeah. people who ran the 50 faster than i completed the 33 so kudos I mean, to them and i remember them passing is. me being like wow they're crushing it <laughs> yeah hats off to you um yeah. awesome I mean, so let me what just is say the, the positive things i will say this wasn't a yeah. fully negative experience and it was parts of the things that i liked for the most of my training i averaged 50 miles a week awesome or in yeah. the you know, low 50s. 
That's a big deal. I had a lot of hills. I had a lot of some really hilly long runs. I had some hilly long runs that were like 100 feet of climbing per mile run, which is like, you know, pretty good. So that was on the roads, and I did some of those on the trails. Um, dialed in the nutrition. So, again, do the, the my you can add here, but I like you can for a reason. So I did the you can, the, the energy powder in the morning. I did one and a half scoops of that. I had their edge gels. I went through, okay. I think, like seven of those. Yeah. And I also had the bars, which I like. So again, you can use code Rambling save twenty percent. You can dot co. Um, Boom. But I, I I use them for the reason. Like I, yeah. I'm not just doing their ads. I use them on race day. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I use them a lot. I had them on me all the time, and I'm glad I did. Also, I was out there for nine hours. I also had some real food too. It'd be crazy if I didn't. Again, the pierogies. Kudos to the pierogies. Huge, huge <laughs> fan. Threw down a chocolate milk because I was getting pretty cold. So I had like yeah. I actually walked with the chocolate milk. I almost threw it in my handheld. Um, <laughs> and then last thing was my attitude. Like I didn't quit. Like there yeah. were obviously the moments where I was disappointed or like not super amped to be walking for the for hours and hours and hours on end. That's not why I was going down there. And I thought that I had trained better than that. Obviously, I didn't. Proof, proof is in the pudding. But it's hard. I think ultimately, like. I wasn't a curmudgeon. I said great job to every single person I saw out there. I thanked all the volunteers when I was out there. Um, I tried to do that on purpose. Like those were intentional moves by me to try to keep a good attitude. And I thought I did. Um, I never even seriously thought about quitting. I didn't Mm, like, I knew it was an option. I was like, yeah, it's an option. I'm not going to take it. Does it feel like the trail scene, this whole experience is more, you seem like it offers you like a fresh, uh, playpen basically like road marathoning um ha- is its own thing and you've discussed your you know successes and failures there but th- i mean I, as a friend i'm hearing you excited about all the new variables does that feel fresh to you it well it is fresh right so i this was my like second trail race in the last 12 years yeah. so it, it does it is it i I did like that aspect of it being new. Also, it was my first ultra, and just this whole experience was a very new thing. Like, even from a hiking perspective, like, I didn't come from a family that hiked, right? Like, I saw a lot of families out there. It wasn't a closed course. Like, there were people out there with, like, two kids age five and seven in the rain, in the mud, just walking, just having a day. Like, I didn't come from that kind of family. Like, we were outside playing sports, but I was doing more traditional sports the whole time. So... It was it was a brand new thing, and I enjoyed it for sure. I'm gonna have the Kim Levinsky, the person who runs Sasquad, to come on the podcast to talk about like what it's like to run a, a company like this and stuff like that. Mm. It'd be interesting. So I definitely enjoyed it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, all right, I'm abandoning road races forever. Yeah. Again, like I would have still run the Promise Marathon if it just if it didn't happen to conflict with a family obligation. So okay. um, I'm not averse to that. And I'm like, who knows what's gonna come in the fall, um, but. I do like it. I think it is interesting. Um, but I'm, I wouldn't say that like I strongly I, I prefer it to road running in a sense. I think that there, there are positives and negatives. Like I like okay. going out from my door and like running without having to drive to the place. Yeah. That's nice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that... I think if I lived in a spot where it's closer to trailheads, I think it would be a different story in terms of comparing and contrasting the two. But they kind of feel like different sports in my mind, just just in terms of like how I have to approach them on a daily basis. Like the, just the choices I make regarding each are so different from a time perspective and from a gear perspective and yeah. stuff like that. It's like I'm going on trails near me. They're so technical. It's like I'm like if I go faster personally in terms of my own technical running ability, like if I hit like 10 minute mile pace on some of these things, I'm being dangerous. 
You're just with, like, like going, yeah. how I'm approaching the trail. Well, we're starting to point out this thing of like, this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of our friends who are super into trail running just so happen to live in the Bay Area or Carbondale or Missoula or Boulder. And so like they, they have made their own existence around trails essentially, um, which is awesome. But, um, you know, well, I'll say like this, there's people things. who live near me who, again, it's, it depends like what your what, what works for your family. Right. Like for some people driving 30 minutes to a trailhead isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And Rhode Island is small enough where you, if you have 30, if you're okay with driving 30 minutes one way to the trailhead, you have a lot of options. A okay. Lot. All right. It's just for me, it's tough because like I drop my kids off at eight o'clock at the bus. I got to be there at 2 30. If yeah. I'm spending Here three hours running, my work time is pretty condensed. 2 30. You got to go. I Look know. It's 2 17. Like I got to get going soon. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a pleasure. Right. I'm la- I'm happy to hear this. Uh, you have a spot. You have a like energy for life right now. I'm liking. Well, I appreciate that, Peter. Thank you for coming on and and talking me through this. And I know you were one of the people that I called. I uh, was driving home uh, as <laughs> yeah. well to, to to talk about this because it was a unique experience. One that's taken me a few days to process and also be okay with. Like, all right, like, yes, I am happy that. I finished and it's okay that like, I'm not that pumped about walking for five straight hours either. And I yes. think those things can live harmoniously in my mind um, and have different emotions attached to them. That's very valid. So, all right, Peter, awesome. thank you for hopping on. I appreciate it. And to everyone who's listening, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.